So hello everybody and welcome to Align with Lina. And today I have a wonderful guest. She is not only a personal friend, but she has also been a mentor, um, a life coach, a facilitator of workshops that I've attended. And her name is Burge Smith Lyon. And the reason I invited her today is because she, like the rest of us that enter this spiritual journey and go far enough, she has experienced a spiritual awakening. And from that place, she has dedicated her life for, you know, 20 plus years to helping others do the same thing through her essence of being workshops. So what is Line with Lina? It is a conversation about what an ordinary person goes through when they're beginning to have a spiritual awakening. Now, this journey, if we're not aware of what it's about, it can feel very scary because we will enter what is commonly known as the dark night of the soul, which is really not just one dark night, and it really isn't about our soul. It's really the dark years of our ego. It's when the part of us, the personality that we have developed from a, a limited sense of self takes over and has us live our life disconnected from the true essence of our being, which is why I love that she named her work essence of being, because in essence, that is what we are awakening to, that there is an essence deep within our being, and our work is to do whatever it is that we need to do to reconnect with that. Now, as children, we are born connected to that because our mind is not conditioned to believe that we're anything other than exactly what we are. But then as adults, we have to enter the journey of peeling back the layers, those looking at the beliefs that we have that tell us that we're something other than the essence that we actually are, so that we can come back and reconnect with our inner being, the God within, the whatever you want to call it, spirit, source, universe inside of us. So let me um, bring my wonderful friend and let you meet her as we go through this conversation and talk about her journey, talk about her work. And then at the end, I'm gonna share with you something fun that the two of us are doing together. So let me bring on, full blown, here is my friend, Burge. Thank you so much for being with us, Burge. I'm so happy to be here, Lina, this is exciting. Hello, hello everybody, it's me. <laughs> yes. So I would love it if somebody who is, I can tell that we've got some folks watching. If you can let me know, if you can hear the broadcast, that's always helpful to know ahead of time that those folks out there in Facebook land can hear us. So I would appreciate it if somebody will post that. Um, either way, we're gonna keep having our conversation. So Burge, we can do it a little bit. We can do it <laughs> Sure. So, why don't you share with the audience, what was life like for you before you began to hear um, that there's another way or you began to realize that there was another way for you to be in the world connected to your inner being? So paint a picture for us. What was like before that? And by the way, somebody has let us know that they can hear us. So we're, we're doing good. Okay, great. Well, I mean, we all have our stories, right, about our childhood and how we were raised and what brought us and all these different ways of why we would even look for people like us to be activated or to awaken to something different and new. I mean, my story, long story short, because, you know, I've been doing this 36 years. So long ago. Wow. Yeah. Well, Essence of Being is 25, 25 years of Essence of Being programs, um, but I've been involved in transformational programs and workshops and these experiences and awakenings for over 36 years now. But when I was younger, my, my dad was an alcoholic and, um, you know, so I had a lot of growing up that happened while during those years. And so I... Um, I had little awakenings throughout my lifetime of wanting to be um, helpful and to add value and to teach. Uh, so even I remember when I was a little girl, I what I did in my playtime is I would line up all my dolls and all my little animals in, in a row and I would teach them. 
So I was a teacher from from a little girl and I go let me teach you about these things and so uh, <laughs> right and so um, bottom line I had uh, just to give you an example I had 47 warts when I was a, a, a youngster and I always I prayed and I said okay I really want these to be gone because people would make fun of me they called me a witch because I had one on the end of my nose and I kept saying I, I want these to be gone because people were bullying me and um being mean to me and so one night I just prayed real hard you know I said okay God at, the, at that time it was God God I just you know help me with this and so the next day I woke up and they were all gone so that was my first kind of like um, noticing that oh I, I have something to do with this and maybe I have a connection here I don't know this is kind of cool and then I had another connection in seventh grade um, where my everybody made fun of me because of the way I looked and so my seventh grade math teacher put a bag over my head uh, and he said no no he said why don't you come in with the bag over your head because you you're so ugly my seventh grade math teacher okay so at that point there was a demarcation for me I'll, I'll never forget it it was one of those decisions that I made with God and I said okay so I, from now on I'm going to make everybody laugh so that I can laugh with them so people don't laugh at me. And so the next day I came in with a bag over my head and had my eyes cut out and everybody laughed with me. They thought it was really funny. Well, the math teacher didn't, he didn't like it. And everybody was all upset with the math teacher at that point. And so from that point on, I became Burge and I became Burge with a mission, you know, to make people laugh. And so that was my, background in theater and I went through theater and TV and film and commercials and all of that singing and dancing and educating and teaching and so that's kind of where it all started mm. yeah. so, 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 so that's kind of profound. Profound. to be such, to a, be young such a young I can I tell can we're tell getting an echo so but to be so young and to have that moment of awareness that, you know, people can laugh at me or I, or we can all laugh together, that that's really, I think it's one of the, the hallmarks of, of, uh, of you because I've always known you as somebody that we can all laugh with and not taking life so seriously, which is one of the things that the journey brings us to. So how wonderful that at such a young age, you were able to, to intuitively know that that would be something that would get you through life and allow you to be more authentically you. Yeah, I, and I started, I studied, I did improv for years and I kept teaching people my own age and then uh, younger people and then older people. And I was doing improv and doing, you know, getting people to their essence of their emotions and to not be afraid. My One of the things that I teach a lot of is my strength lies in my vulnerability. So the more vulnerable I was, the stronger I became. And so at first it sounds counterintuitive to do that. However, um, the more I understood that, the more vulnerable I became, the more powerful and stronger I was in who I am to be at integrity with who I am, not allowing other people to sway me one way or another to hold my shape. And so from that point, I wanted more. I wanted more knowledge and experience, and I was a seeker. So I started seeking at a young age while I was sharing with other people and I realized that my, you know I definitely had a purpose here I was very driven uh, with my purpose and the purpose and the vision has never really changed although I started my whole program around actors because that was my background so okay. I called it the heart of acting that was what it's yeah. first started as really that I love that the heart of acting because um, yeah. in some ways when when we're not aware of the essence of our being we're acting as if we don't have an essence to our being because that's it's like you fall asleep and you are pretending to be what you're not so i love that you bring in the acting you brought it so deliberately into your program because we can choose to act differently but let's talk about what you just said that my strength lies in my invulnerability because you know as you know 
because I know you're a student of A Course in Miracles, it does speak that our strength is in our infulness. Um, so vulnerability. Vulnerability. Yes, you say that the strength is in the vulnerability. Correct. And A Course in Miracles speaks to it as it's in my invulnerability. So let's talk about the word vulnerability because I think people misunderstand that. To me, the word vulnerability is about being open, being authentic, being transparent, because vulnerability doesn't mean that I am weak. And I, I want to get your take on it because that's how I see being, being vulnerable. Yeah. That's exactly it. It's being open and transparent and connected and not allowing uh, uh, no masks, you know, not to have that mask of this is who I am, but allowing yourself to to really be real, authentic. Um, and in that way, again, it, it's all about the holding your shape and integrity of who you are and not allowing the outside to influence you in any way and to be open and honest and Transparent is a great way to put it and not be afraid of that. And so that's really powerful. So that's exactly how I feel about it. Yes, because um, I remember when I was not only going through my own process, but when I was little, I didn't want to be vulnerable. I didn't want to be weak. I didn't want to be, uh, I'm making up a word here, hurtable by others. I did not want that to happen. So I did create a mask. I created this, I am vulnerable, invincible, but it's only because I did not understand the true spiritual meaning of the word vulnerability. So I'm glad that, that we're talking about this. I'm actually going to put this on here so that people can see what we're talking about. So yeah. we are saying that. It's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah, because uh, now that you're talking about it too, something just hit me about the vulnerab vulnerability piece. You know, in theater and in acting, we do put on masks, right? We do put on these different hats and these different, uh, we embody different um, experiences. And so um, it's interesting because of all the masks and all the characters that that we have, we all have our own little characters that we that are handed down to us, a lot of it. A lot of it is handed down from our teachers or from our parents or from religion or from school different or friends or family that we basically take on these energies, I guess, and certainly subconscious beliefs, which is what I'm all about and what I really help people dig out in there. We, we take a stick and we dig around, you know, and look at people's subconscious and go, what's in there? Because that is, that's really being vulnerable, right? Is being able to allow yourself to go there and say, wow, that, that's what I really believe and had no idea. Although my behaviors and my actions and my thoughts and everything else on the outside is definitely proving that. So yeah. that's where I go a lot. Well, yes. And as, as you know, in the power of awareness, it's the same thing. Helping people become aware that we have put on a mask to pretend that we're invincible. Mm -hmm. But actually, when we do that, we cover up our transparency. People can't really reach us. They can't see us. They don't really know who we are. And not only is it that they don't know who we are, but as was the case with me, I forgot who I was. I, I began to believe that I was this mask, this performer, this actor for the world. Yes. So before yes. you before you felt um, that full connection, you know, and for me, obviously, I feel it. And, and there's been many times, even while I've been teaching this for the past 10, 12 years, I lose the connection because I get in my head. I'll, I'll, the mask comes out. The ego mask comes out. So speak to how do you show up when you put the mask of, of your false self on and the distinction between your true essence of your being. It's a distinction for people about what that looks like, the, the if you will, the before and after, mask and unmasked. Okay, because you kind of broke up a little bit, so I'm not clear exactly what you're asking, but maybe the before and after of, is that what you're saying when I... When I have a mask on and when I don't? Yes, yeah, speak to the, 
Yes, speak, speak okay. to the characteristics that show up, the attributes of you without a mask. Well, it's fear and fear and love, right? There's only two thought systems. So you're either in fear or love. So how I show up <laughs> is fearful or in love. Um, so for me, yeah, I mean, it's this, it's this thing about ego versus not ego versus, um, uh, that scared little girl comes and shows up at times about, well, they like me and, um, what are they going to think of me and all of those things that come into play. And so I have to remind myself to trust and allow and don't ask how that's one of my little sayings is trust and allow and don't ask how. So trusting that uh, all is well, trusting that um, if I, I always say I'm going for the, I'm praying for the highest good for all concerned, whatever prayer is, you know, universal divine truth, you know, of allowing myself to be aligned with my highest good and everybody's yeah. highest, good, you know, so it's competition versus cooperation. Which is again when I'm I'm all about the win-win and how do you play win-win in a win-lose world, right? Because a lot of times we attract to us, and we get to look at the TV all the time and the information that's out there about you know what a chaotic win-lose world we can be in. And so how do you maintain that? So it's all about trust, and that's how it shows up to me. Is I I forget about that. I forget when I'm in fear that oh it's not going to work or why am I doing this? You know, it's 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 so hard sometimes. So oftentimes it what is. I have to do, it is, I have to go back and kind of go, okay, I have to look at all of the, uh, all of the testimonials and all of the outcomes of what's, you know, why I'm doing and being in this world and what I'm here to be and do. And I have to remind myself constantly. Right? <laughs> you know, and you touched on the word trust because this entire journey for me since I began was developing this trust not only in the voice, that intuitive voice inside of me, but for me, it was developing a trust in, in this higher power, which speaks through that inner voice. Um, I went through uh, a time when that higher power, I could not call it God because I grew up Catholic. And frankly, I couldn't stand that God. I thought it was an idiot God. How can you be loving and punishing? How can you be, you know, sitting up on a cloud deciding who's naughty, who's nice like Santa Claus? I found the whole the whole system of God as I learned it to be kind of stupid. So the journey began to... Um, it was about developing a trust in something greater, but I didn't have a name that, that felt comfortable. So I went through calling it spirit, calling it source, calling it universe. Um, sometimes I would just call it, you know, Bambi. It didn't matter what I called it. But now I've come back to God because now, like uh, the 12-step program teaches, it's a God of my own understanding. Speak to what is it that you have come to trust and allow and not ask how. What is that, that thing that you're trusting and how do you feel that? Okay. So I, I too have gone through many iterations of what that is. Um, but as I, as I know it in my beingness now, um, it is that connection. So it's the connection to all that is, it is, and you, I don't care. I'm the same way. I don't care what you call it. And I, whatever, whatever works for you, whatever works for people, they call it all different kinds of things even if it's just energy but there's a source an energy a universe a divine um a god a goddess um all kinds of spirit uh that is all encompassing that we are all connected to and and i'll say this that i've experienced it in in very visceral ways with um a couple of things. I'm a doula. So what I do with births, I bring people into their bodies. And I also have been at many, many um, people going through, passing through the veil and, and leaving their body and uh, going to the next, whatever that is. So, and the energy of both the birth and the death is the same energy. It feels exactly the same. I can feel it coming in and I can feel it going out. It meaning our essence, our soul, our connect, whatever you want to call that. And it's fascinating to me that 
I can feel it exactly the same way, whether you're coming in or going out. And so that's a real visceral experience I've had. But also um, another thing that I can call it, and certainly this was, uh, and I don't tell many people this, so don't tell anybody, okay? Okay. So, <laughs> so in my programs, Essence of Being, that I've been doing a long, long time, right? I have all these different workshops, all these different things. But I have one that's called Higher Vibes. And in that Higher Vibes, I also... I do, uh, I help people with their own connection of clairvoyant, clairsentient, clairsavant, clairaudient, empathic, uh, channeling. And so for me, um, I had this experience of, of trans channeling. And ever since then, I've been doing that since 96 now. And it's very, um, I, I didn't ask for it. I didn't sit down and go, I'm now going to channel. It wasn't like that. And for some people, it's hard to even grasp. But uh, I've been doing that for a while now. So that's my, I have my own little tuning fork that I go to. So I can like tune in to um, other energies, other you know, other ways of connecting. And they have this huge experience of reams and reams and reams of thoughts about why we're here and what are we doing and all of the, and a lot of the pro a lot of the things that I get now with all the programs that we do comes from there. Uh, a lot of it because I trust that. So I trust and allow and don't ask how higher vibes. Yeah. <laughs> so the That's energy, like, uh, maybe. Yeah. The energy, I was going to say the energy that I, that I channel is called Shamanasta. And um, I don't do that in a, uh, most of the programs that I do. It's very, um, but I do them privately if you want, but I also do it in my higher vibes class. But it's, it's, um, we're all conscious channels, meaning that we all bring in information, right? You do, you know, I see it with you all the time and you bring in this information, anybody that's allowing themselves to say whatever it is that they, I know everybody's had that experience before to say, wow, did I just, where did that come from? And it was the perfect thing to say to that person, right? So that yes, and is that connection. Yes, and, and that connection, um, and, and I love what you said, and, and I've had the pleasure of being with you when you were channeling um, Shamanasta, so I do, I do remember that, and, and it is, whether it's you doing that, or Abraham, or Cryon, or, I mean, there's so many people now, especially since the 1980s, that have begun to, to become this clear channel. Because we are channeling, we are bringing in no different than I see it, a composer who channels a song or a poet who channels um, poetry or a doctor who channels a new medical procedure. I mean, it really is all the same thing. And I, I'd like for you to talk about this a little bit, see how you see it, but, but I'll share how I see it. What we are, pure consciousness is so immense it's infinite oh there you are there we go when we get to the place that we open up and we allow and don't ask how as you're saying we literally open a portal open a door for more to come through and i know for a lot of people that's so scary to receive that unknown stuff what was it like for you when you began to hear and to feel this other intelligence speaking through you freaked me out man freaked me out you know i mean i was teaching workshops right so i was always i've always been you know able to kind of go there with people and go to go beneath the surface and go to that subconscious or unconscious connection with people and bring it up to a conscious level so that we can work with that and release it if it's not serving them and and bring in new thoughts that might serve them better and i've always done that but yeah this one piece i mean long story short my dad had passed away i wasn't complete with him and about a year later i said you know i'm going to do a ceremony about my dad and getting complete with him passing right so i did that and during that ceremony which i share with other people about grief it's really cool um, but during that ceremony, I said, Hey, is there anything you want to say to me? Well, 
uh, yes. And so this, <laughs> I felt I was like uh, burning up um, inside, but my, but my um, touch was very, very cold on the outside. And I looked in the mirror and I was, my pigment, I was white as a ghost. Seriously, I had no pigment. So I was kind of freaked out going, okay, I, I didn't mean it that way. I, I, you know, I, I meant, can we just talk about it, you know, mentally? I didn't mean it for... So I laid there and vibrated in bed all night. And then the next day I was very peaceful. I felt very calm and connected and felt very complete with my dad. And then from that point on, I really uh, realized what was going on. I had opened up a vortex and I had opened this up. So for a, a year or two after that, I kept channel, I kept uh, tuning in to see where my tuning fork could land so that it would connect. And I would talk to Esther a lot about it and, um, you know, kind of checked in with her to see if that's how it started with her. And yes. And so we kind of commiserated a little bit and then basically, yeah. So from that point on, I had to trust and allow and get out of my way, which is true for anything, whether you, no matter what you do in life, right. You ask for what you want and then allow the universe to supply it for you because the universe always says yes and get out of your way and receive it. So I'm all about the vortex of receiving, giving and receiving is the same energy. I'm all about that. So that's what happened to yeah. me. Yes. And I, I totally understand. And because it is, it's, it's similar, you know, the, the circumstances might be different for everybody, but I've yet to meet one person who doesn't have that connection. And it, it does, it freaks you out because all the, there's something that feels like it's not you but it's happening in you. <laughs> so it does take a little bit of adjusting to that. And a lot of people turn it off. A lot of people want nothing to do with it. And I think that they have nothing to do with it because it scares us. We're not being prepared. We're not growing up in a conscious world where what was natural as little children, which is why do, do little kids have imaginary friends is because they're connected to that source. But we train them out of that. I know I did with my daughter. She had a little imaginary friend named Lucy. And we did our best to let her know that, that you know, stop imagining out there. Focus on what's over here, what you can actually see. Now, of course, that was 28, 29 years ago. She's, well, 29 now, so maybe 26 years ago. Obviously, I would do it very different if my grandchildren were to start talking about their imaginary friends. I would say, tell, ask them, what are, what do they see for me? Of course, of <laughs> course, of course, because I mean, that's why I teach children. So mom, a lot of my programs are from six-year-olds to 17-year-olds. I have teen classes and kids classes, and it's sort of like a Harry Potter class at times, but it's allowing allowing them to, you know, to own their gifts and not be afraid of them. And that has been my experience too, Lina, that so many people shut that down because of all kinds of reasons. It's scary and whatever their parents or other people around them tell them. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I feel like everybody has a connection. I know everybody has a connection and you're right. People are now sometimes getting awakened to that again and not being so afraid of it. So it's kind of cool. It, it is very cool. So, you know, we, we're talking a little bit about your essence of being uh, workshops and all the things that you offer. Tell me a little bit about how, where did, obviously I know where the inspiration came from. We were just talking about the connection, but speak a little bit about what was it like in the beginning as you're, you're getting the, these uh, beautiful concepts that you teach, these beautiful truths that you simplify in, in essence of being and everything else that you do. Speak to what was it like for you in the beginning of putting okay. these things together. Okay. And again, I know it was coming through you. Yes. Well, yeah, again, I was a seeker. And so I would go to other, uh, and you have to remember, this is back in the early 80s, right? So it wasn't, it wasn't a lot back then, like there is now, it's saturated, right? But back then, when we first started looking and into all this, I mean, I took a class called Money and You, which was one of my first forays into Buckminster Fuller and to the concepts and the teachings and the generalized principles and the experiences of playing games to learn and get to the subconscious. Um, I took it a little further and then I did a lot of stuff with Sandra Ray with the breath work and loving relationships. And I did work with John Gray. I did work uh, with uh, John Bradshaw and all these different people that were, you know, coming out at that point. And then what I did is I took together with my 
partner, Donna Summers, who started this with me, and Ross Stearns, who started this with me, we all kind of came together and said, hmm, let's go deeper and let's add our own experiences and our own things. And bottom line is it grew organically. And uh, again, I started it for actors, Heart of Acting, because I wanted people to experience their authenticity and to be able to express their emotions and their passion and not be afraid of it. So that was my foray into it. But then once we did it, I realized, oh, wow, we have something here. And so it grew and grew and grew and grew. Thousands of people all around the world. I taught all over the place. And it's grown. I mean, it's changed organically based on how I am and all the information coming through. But it's, it's very eclectic. I brought in all of these different uh, philosophies. And a lot of people that you know you know, have come through the classes and gone on to be, you know, like Colin Tipping. I mean, he was uh, uh, he was in my graduate level class, Passionate Manifestation, which is a graduate level. And he, he declared, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to call it Radical Forgiveness. And so we worked together for years about forgiveness work to see what would really, you know, be good. And um, yeah, I was his first. He came to my house and that was his very first uh, signing of his book and then his next book. And we're very close, but people like him and other people that have come through. I'm, I, I'm kind of a catalyst is how I'm holding it. I'm a catalyst yeah. to kind of like those before me and my mentors were catalysts for what we all do together. And so it's fascinating to me how over the years it's changed and shifted and grown. And, you know, there's a lot of things that I have in my toolbox that sometimes I pull it out and sometimes I don't because it's very organic. Yeah, it's organic and intuitive, and you, you're a master at that, because obviously I've been to your workshops, and, and it, it is. There, there's something that happens because you allow it, because you trust that it's always going to be perfect. But uh, let's share your website. So you are, people can find you at essenceofbeing.com so that they can find out about the classes that you teach, the workshops, and I mean, you, and you give away things for um, through your work and your um, even your Facebook page, I've seen you do that. But speak a little bit to what is your favorite part about having been teaching Essence of Being and, and all, all of your programs? Let's just lump them all together. What's your favorite part? Oh, wow. Uh, well, okay. So how I hold it is my first, uh, in my first, they're, I call them laughingly beginners workshops, but they're not, they're very not beginning, but my first ones, I call that my breakdown workshops where you kind of break things down. And then the graduate levels are the breakthrough levels. And then our, our masteries, which are the five day events and the retreats that we do um, that are advanced, advanced. I call that break free. So my, so breakdown, breakthrough, break free. So for me, uh, what I love the most about doing any of those and the, the children's workshops I do, very powerful with parents. And it's the whole healing forest um, uh, concept. And that's what's most important to me. And I'll explain that. The healing forest is a Native American term where you take a sick tree out of a sick forest and you nurture it back to health. And then you put it back into a sick forest. It could get sick again. And so what I want to do and what I'm all about and what I love the most is creating a healing forest, a community of people of like minds from anywhere around the world. Because once you've done any of our classes, you've done Essence of Being or any, you can come back for free and come back and just be in the energy of it no matter where we are teaching it in the world. And the healing forest concept is Look, if we can work with our kids all day long. We can work with our whatever, our adults, our companies, because I do leadership development, too. I put all this stuff into companies. It's crazy, but it's awesome. So yeah. what happens What happens is the Healing Forest is a community of people of like mind that are reminding us of who we are whenever we forget, whenever we're afraid, whenever we start going into that, you know, blaming, shaming, justifying a victim, whatever, all those things that I call below the line uh, to remind us, you know, look, that's not who you are. You're important and you make a difference and you matter. And so having that kind of support around us is, is key. And just to be clear, I don't 
I don't adopt the fact that we need to be healed. I don't adopt the fact that we need to be fixed. Uh, but I call it healing forest based on the Native American term. But I just, you know, what we do is we just hold mirrors up for people to look at who they really are and to remember. So it's just remembering our own power and connection of who we are and why we're here. So that's really what it's all about. And that's what I love the most is being able to continue that awareness for people. This power of awareness. I, I love yeah, <laughs> I love what you just said because I, I would have to piggyback on that as well. That's what I love about the work that I do is like you, there is nobody out there that is broken or needs fixing. It is a matter of remembering. It's sharing enough information that helps people become aware of the essence of their being. Again, why I love the, of your work, essence of being, because it is who we truly are. Deep down inside, we were all born these magnificent beings completely connected and we just learn to disconnect so that, that doesn't make you uh wrong or thin or needing fixing you just need remembering so it's a very simple simple um process of re remembering but as you know this is not easy work so share share with um those who are listening kind of the general transformation and I know you started with, you know, the breakdown and, and the breakthrough and the break free, which is really, truly a great way to summarize what happens. But speak to um, the average person who goes through your work. Take us through where are they typically when they start and what are some of the changes that you see happening? Some of the evolution that begins to happen before they actually can get to break free, because you and I do this work and we've we've witnessed some people through their entire journey, it could be 10, 15, 20 years for some. Um, so from your perspective, walk us through one person, lump everybody up into one example. Oh my, well, <laughs> that's kind of hard to do to lump everybody, but I mean, it depends on, um, you know, when I teach in Malaysia, it's mainly the um, uh, Muslim community. So the way that I see them transform with them uh, is they have a whole, just like everybody, we all have our, our belief systems that we don't know that there's any difference, right? So when you open an awareness and then you open up a whole nother way of being with people, it's, uh, it's quite explosive and amazing to be able to see, you know, women being empowered. Um, in, in a Muslim community, uh, the children being empowered and listening for the first time to your kids or your wife or your husband and being able to communicate on such a soul level is, you know, it just makes me cry, you know, to think about it. But I mean, people come to all of these programs for different reasons. And I don't want to necessarily say that it's one particular reason because people come for better communication to maybe up level where they are. Maybe some people are really, really down and out um, financially because uh, I have a whole abundance class and, or they, they are sexually abused or they, they're a CEO of a company that just wants to be a better leader. I mean, and everybody in between. So I've had, so it, that's what I love about it. It doesn't matter why you come. Uh, and the, the perfect people come together because there's always a, a theme that happens, right? So what happens, I guess, I've seen people transform their lives from being um, a victim, perhaps, of their circumstance, okay? Or uh, just caught in a rut or caught in uh, spinning their wheels and never getting anywhere, wanting to have a relationship, wanting to have more love in their life, wanting to have more money in their life. Um, wanting to understand what their purpose is. So they come from different places, but I've seen these 180 degree transformations where they take the experience and the tools that we give them and the reminders. Again, that healing forest is really important. That's why I made it a, a 501c3, a nonprofit, so people can contribute to scholarship funds for the children or for adults who can't afford them. Um, but basically, to see them go from I guess one of the more dramatic cases, if you will, would be somebody who is living on the streets, no money, um, totally abusive situation, 
um, never had uh, any support in their life, um, just in a really bad way or like really bad way. And going from that to being able to have their own business and have a relationship and a husband again and to uh, love themselves again and to be uh, hopeful that um, basically their life can change. And then they keep reminding themselves of why they're here and how important they are. Because really, Lina, the whole bottom line for me is this, that truly, if I can get people to really see how they matter and what a difference they make in the world, that is, that's it for me. Because no matter where I go, no matter if they're religion, they're, they're adult, whether they're, they're age, they're male or female, whatever their background is, we all want the same thing. We all want to be loved. We all want to know that we make a difference and that we matter and that we're safe. So those are the things that, you know, that I'm, that's why I keep, that's what keeps driving me to do that. So that's, you know, there's a lot of dramatic changes and shifts for people that have become millionaires, people that have become really done their life's work, uh, people who've just been able to have a relationship and not um, not hate themselves anymore, you know, I mean, and, and be brilliant and have children, people that never wanted to have kids, people that never wanted to um, um, have a relationship. All of a sudden now they've opened up to the, all those possibilities and now they have that and they, you know, thank God that they were um, able to allow that again and so to feel loved again. So that's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. That, that warms my heart. Oh, yes, it is. It is always heartwarming to see somebody be able to, to change. So what I heard in that as, yes, everybody comes for different reasons. The, uh, it, it can be a myriad, and you mentioned so many, but I, the thread in there um, that I definitely find with people that I work with, because it's my story, is there's a desire to do something different. And once we have that desire, that willingness to do something different, it's amazing to watch somebody just begin to shift their, uh, their perception about it, as the Course in Miracles says, to be open to another way. That, to me, is just so amazing, regardless of whether it's another way in leadership as a CEO or another way in relationship with your, your partner, even if, if you're a Muslim woman who is not typically allowed to speak to the husband in certain ways to all of a sudden say, wow, I could do that. And if I did, you know, look what could happen. So it is amazing when people just open up. Um, and, and yes, there are so many teachers and courses and books and workshops that, that um, are so accessible nowadays, especially with the internet, uh, that were not available before. So it's wonderful that you've taken all of your learnings and have packaged them um, so concisely in something that is so accessible. Again, and that essence of me. Thank you. And so, so have you, my friend. And the thing I want to share with you, um, and I don't know if everybody knows my experience, and, and I have to look at my own life as a walking testimony that this stuff works, because not so many years ago, I was divorced. I had a two-and-a-half-year-old son. I was a single parent. I had lost everything, my business, my car, my, my, not my car, my, um, my house. Um, I'd lost everything. And I was teaching workshops at the same, at that time going, what the hell? I'm a good person. Why is this happening to me? And I had one car. I had a car with one headlight that didn't work and one door that didn't open. And I had to crawl inside the window to get inside my car to get, you know, to my kid. And so uh, I got, I, I lived with my friend Donna um, but I had nothing to my name. I mean, I was basically living out of a, you know, just trying to, not a van down by the river, but I mean, I had my support from my friends, thank goodness. And um, at the same time, I'm like, why is this happening to me? And so long story short, now I have millions in assets. I have had a husband for 20 years now. Um, and my son graduated from NYU and he's been singing and dancing and acting, uh, doing what he loves, getting paid very well traveling the world uh things of you know and i and i've been able to travel the world teaching um people from all around the world so uh it's been quite a, a ride so i get to say look this stuff really works i went from here to here so the cool thing is 
even if I lost everything again, for whatever reason, if it all just kind of like vanished, the cool thing is I have now the experience that I know that all is well and that I can create it again and that there's a reason. So the reason why all that happened to me, I got the answer so that I could stand in front of people as I speak and as I go through to say, look, hey, man, this is this is where I've been and this is where I'm at now. So this stuff really works. Yeah. And, and it is that that's, you know, the, the primary reason for doing these interviews is because I, I have a mantra for me. That, and that is if I can do it, anybody can. <laughs> if I can come to know the truth of who I am, anybody can do it. And yes, our, our life experiences are, you know, what people are looking at. Yes, they might buy the books and come to the workshops. But if there's not a congruency in the person who is teaching and what they're teaching, well, people run away. <laughs> Um, and, you know, you just mentioned about traveling around the world. So let's switch topics. So you you contacted me um, or we got together. We had one of our, our quarterly or every six month lunches. And you mentioned to me that you were going to be going to Ecuador on this incredible uh, trip. And you asked me if I'd be interested in, in you recommending me to the person who was organizing it. Um, and see if I might be, you know, somebody who would be a good fit for this. So let's talk about this incredible experience that you and I are going to be undertaking in November. So share from your perspective, what is this about and what had you want to get me involved? And I know there, there's a few other of our friends that are going to be there as well. Uh, so talk about Ecuador and how did that come about? Well, okay. So the name of the series, the TV series, it's 15 episodes. It's called Changemaker. And uh, what they're doing is they're, they're gathering a hundred thought leaders from around the world and five different countries. And what we're doing is bringing all these thought leaders together to do these experiences um, that are going to be, we're going to the Galapagos. Our, our experience is Ecuador and Galapagos. They're also going to, um, they went to San Diego already. Um, they are going to uh, New Zealand and Fiji and, um, Liberia, uh, Africa. And so all these thought leaders are coming together. We're filming it. It's a 10 days, nine days of filming of transformational things that we're doing with each other. But we get to share our message to millions of people because we are, it's going to be a TV series. And so we've already shopped it to different places and there's, it's, it's pretty exciting who all's interested and who all's involved with it all. And uh, it'll be coming out next year once we've got everything in the can and done and the producers are just gathering thought leaders that want to get their message out, um, Ted talk, inspire talk that they can have. And also they're getting all the footage from their 90 minute presentations that they're doing to our particular thing of doing in Ecuador to the university of Ecuador, uh, to a lot of, um, uh, the international community that's there. And then we're doing a contribution service, uh, giving, that's the piece that was really exciting to me is being able to give back and to show the contribution that we all are making. Uh, we're going to help this village have clean water for the next 10 years. And so that's one of the things that we're doing in the, uh, in our episodes. So we've got three of the episodes and that we're going to be involved in. And um, it's, it's just a way for us, for me, the reason I got involved was um, I wanted to leverage the message out there. So I'm tired of all of the uh, reality shows that are out there that are crap. And so this is something that will uplift. And that's, I've, I've, it's a long story, but I wanted to have that happen for a while. And also the contribution aspect. And then frankly, my Galapagos is one of my bucket lists. So we're going to be doing a lot of cool things on the Galapagos. One of which is I'm leading a firewalk, which has never been done in a Galapagos. We got an actual, uh, we got the okay to do it there, and it'll be the first time ever done there. So that's going to be fun. It is going to be so much fun. It's going to be a wonderful experience, and I just felt so honored because I know that there are there are probably thousands of teachers of spirituality, and to to be part of this group of a hundred. It's an incredible honor, and and it just um, it's going to be a lot of fun to be able to, like you said, share and be part of, of um, teaching the work that I do at the the university. Um, 
and of course the service work, I, I can't wait for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. But let's talk about the the impact because you were saying this is going to be turned into a, a TV series. So it is it is a reality show about what is really happening inside of people. This is a transformation that is taking place inside. And to me, that's really exciting because it's going to be a lasting legacy um, of a hundred teachers teaching a hundred different ways of basically the same thing. And it's it's really fascinating to me because if we can impact the world with some truth, with an opportunity to come back inside and, and connect with the truth who we are, that that's what I live for. That's the yeah. thing that juices me up. So let's talk about the state of the world right now, because what we're doing is going to impact the world. So share your thoughts. What are you seeing happening? Because I'm really excited about the shifts that are taking place, even though they're scary for people in the moment. But you are so connected. You are so in tuned uh, and, and intuitive with the energies. Share your perspective. Okay, well, I just, um, there's a blog that just went out recently about the eye of the hurricane. So, in other words, um, a lot of travesty and tragedy and chaos um, with all the things that are going on in the world, it can, you can really go to that dark place really quick uh, for a lot of people. And so, what I feel is, and, and as I've said before, whenever there's tragedy or trauma or those types of things, it brings out the best in all of us, uh, in our humanity, there is no politics, there's no race, there's no, none of that. It's like when people, it brings out that, that connection that we all are seeking. And even more so now, because I'm, I'm a big um, proponent of live events, because even though they're pain, you know, it's a pain, and it's a lot more costly. But these live events that we have is that connection that we are seeking with people. Because so many people are like this on their phones and in their screens, and they don't go out and meet people or connect or know how to communicate even. And so I think we as human beings are at a precipice where, um, you know, it's it's seeking that connection and really merging into the into the unity and the oneness as opposed to duality. Uh, without getting too philosophizing here, but, you know, there's the good and bad, right and wrong duality. And I feel like what's happening is this is sort of uh, we're creating all of this in order for us to come back to that connection piece of unity and to allow the, the oneness of humanity. And, you know, it's either going to be that or not. And I choose to look at that it is that and I'm part of that movement. And I choose to play with people that are playing that way, uh, that want more of that. And that's who I see more and more in the world because I don't look at all of the other things uh, very much. I mean, I, I know about things happening in the world, but for me, I want to make a difference in that. And so I believe that what's really happening is all of it's giving us an opportunity to really get out of the hurricane and stand in the eye, to be the eye of the hurricane, to be that connection, to allow that to, no matter what's happening on the outside is to, stand in our power, in our integrity, in love, in our connection, and be the demonstration of what that looks like. And that's what all, all of us are here to do is to experience that, you know, and not to tip our toe in and lean over into the chaos. So that, to me, is what's really happening for all of us. Yeah, I, I so agree with you, and it's so wonderful so heartwarming to see people that I know have uh, done that inner work whether they've done it with me with you with uh, Tony Robbins with Marianne Williamson is that there is a level of, of maturity spiritual maturity that is happening for those of us who are realizing that we are one we, we are one energy system appearing in seven billion different forms much, much more than that when you add the water and the grains of sand and the trees and the birds and the bees and the dolphins and everything else that exists. Now that this infinite, yeah, <laughs> that this infinite energy, this infinite source can appear in so many different ways, giving us an opportunity for us to, like you said, connect with one another. 
Um, but it really is exciting when I watch like Hurricane Irma that came through or Harvey that affected so much of the, you know, the Gulf Coast in, in Texas. But the first thing that I saw was the humanity. In that moment, I didn't see Democrats and Republicans. I didn't see left or right. Um, I didn't see haves and have nots. What I saw was people coming together to help each other. And it was just absolutely beautiful. So I, I like you, see these natural things as just expressions of what's happening inside of us. Opportunities for us to choose, love or fear, like we had said earlier. Um, so it's a really exciting time. What do you see? What what are, you know, from your connection again, what do you see? So I'm going to put you on the spot to kind of give a, a, a prediction, um, uh, possibilities that you see in the next, in, in the next 10, 20, 30 years, what are you sensing is coming? Hmm. Well, I, I feel like there are many realities happening at once. And we get to choose which reality we're going to be in uh, without sounding too see um, that basically there will be those, I believe, that uh, will continue to um, be in a fear place. And I also believe that there'll be uh, many of us who are in the love place. And I feel like our realities are going to diverge. Um, and I want to be on the love place. And what that means to me is, um, it can, you know, I have a son too. So I look at all of this as what's next for humanity. And as Bucky, Buckminster Fuller said, you know, he was waiting on us to see if human beings were a good invention or not. So uh, to me, I, I have faith and trust in that, that we are. And at the same time, uh, those that are um, what choosing out, they're choosing out. They're vibrating away from being a human being right now. In other words, my belief is that we leave uh, when it's time for us to leave. And uh, we have a lot of angels on the other side now. And I think that will continue. So for me, I feel like, again, it's, it's merging into, I have to believe that we're merging into, into unity. And that's what I'm holding as the vision. I, I completely agree. I think we are, as a humanity, we are maturing into our spirituality. That, that duality is, is about living, um, like we started talking about earlier, living from these two sides where we're bouncing back and forth with a mask and unmasked, masked and unmasked. And we are being called to take off the mask because to be able to have peace on earth, we have to be our authentic selves. We have to be transparent because when we're transparent and nothing is being hidden, people can feel safe around us. But you can only be transparent if you feel safe inside of you. So it's a lot of fun being one of the, the many because there's certainly millions and millions on the planet right now, but it's still a minority when you're talking about 7 billion people, millions of us who are standing as what happens when you do the work and you move out of the spinning of the hurricane, you move out of the drama of the world, the seeking, the getting for, uh, to make yourself somebody, to make yourself self-important. And we move into that eye of the hurricane, the inside, that I, that capital I, I, that I am, and come from that calm place, uh, it is quite the transformation, isn't it? I mean, obviously you've experienced it, I've experienced it, but we're gonna wrap this up and I'm so grateful that you're here. And you had said earlier that you have a little something for those who are watching this uh, this episode. So you wanna share that right now? I do, I'm all about giving and receiving. Receiving is giving and giving is receiving. And I feel like, uh, the more, and, and I'll tell you how I got out of my uh, unprosperity consciousness, if you will, uh, was giving. I was, I, one of my things I say is give as you go and create a flow. So for me, the more I give, the more I receive, the more I receive, the more I give. So whenever, whenever I receive something from someone, I'm actually giving a gift back to them. So I find that most people forget about that receiving part. 
because it's spiritually in my world, it's spiritually inappropriate to uh, receive uh, spiritually inappropriate to not receive. Okay. Yeah. So there you please, go. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's socially acceptable. Oh, that's okay. This whole thing. So I predicate all of this by saying open up to receiving because the vortex of receiving is very powerful because you're giving a gift back. So if you go to uh, tinyurl.com slash EOB, which stands for Essence of Being, and then AFP, which stands for Affirmations for Prosperity. So it's tinyurl.com slash EOB AFP. So that what they are, they're affirmations for prosperity that really, really, really work. And you can download them and use them. And they actually, I've had many, many stories about this. I even play them in my car when I'm, when I'm driving, just because I like to listen to my voice. No, I'm kidding. But it works. I mean, the stuff really works. <laughs> yes, and I put that URL on this screen so people can uh, can have it. Um, obviously, this is, is going to be available on, on Facebook for Ever Endeavor, so it'll be available there. So you might get hits from this in the coming months, years, decades, who knows? But it doesn't matter because we love gifting, you love sharing, because it is. Giving and receiving are one, and there is just such beauty in that. And, and it says that we believe that this is an abundant universe, which is one of the, the, the biggest things that we have to get comfortable with, that there, there is nothing missing. It's just about how are we distributing? How are we sharing it? How are we moving it around? Mm -hmm. um, but it has been a pleasure getting to have this conversation with you and sharing you with the world um, in the way that I do it. So any, anything that you want to share, um, to, to feel complete with this today before we say goodbye to our audience. Okay, so I guess I'll leave you with what you focus on expands. That's one of my uh, little things I always talk about. And it's not just a woo-woo thing, meaning that uh, it's actually a reticular activator in our brain. So it's an actual function of our brain that whenever we focus on something, we see it sort of like when you buy a new car. You know, you're you're you do shopping and you test drive it and then you look at um, uh, on the road and all of a sudden you see that new you see that car that you've been looking for, but you've never noticed before. So that's because your reticular activator is focusing on it. And so I just say, what are you focusing on creating or losing fear or love? What do you focus on? What are your thoughts? Because thoughts do in my world create reality. So. I love what you do, Lina, and who you are, and and to see the growth in you as well. And it's playing together. It's a thrill. And I really appreciate you. And I, I thank all of us who are listening and playing together. And uh, let's create miracles. Absolutely. Definitely create miracles. So I so appreciate that. And it, it is fun. It is fun when we have this tribe and uh, can do this work together and, and help even more people. So thank you so much for being here. Now, I just want to share with everybody that these are the next um, Align with Lina guests. So on September 25th, we've got Jody Rendell, and she is a, an amazing woman who has gone through lots of things, she one of them being a consumer. Huh? She did EOB. Yes. Yes, yes. she did. She has done this into being. And then on October 2nd, we've got Hope Merrill, who has started a magazine. Well, it's been going on for a year, so it didn't just start. The um, Conscious Living Journal, which is a, a wonderful magazine, and Virgin and I both have contributed articles for that magazine. And she's going and to Ecuador. Exactly. She is going to Ecuador, so I'm going to be talking to her about our, our Ecuador experience as well. That's going to be a lot of fun to continue that Ecuador conversation. But to find out more about the work that I do, go to linaorlando.com. And I, I put everything that I do on there. And let me type it real quick, because sometimes people don't know how to spell my name, which is perfectly OK. Is, I've got an event section, and I share what I do. So I've got a workshop of Power of Awareness coming up in October. And then I also. Uh, have some classes that I do every Tuesday night. We've been doing this for over three years now at Unity North in Marietta. It's a class on A Course in Miracles. I have found that 
the teachings of the Course in Miracles have been absolutely powerful in my life. And uh, I became a student of the course about four, no, five years ago now, and have been teaching it because I want to keep learning it. So if you want to know about those, those um, study groups, go to my website, lineorlando.com, and you'll be able to find everything that I do on there. So again, Birch, thanks for joining us. And I will see you, uh, if not sooner, I'll see you in Ecuador. Well, I wanted to, I forgot, I forgot to say one more, one more thing. I'm sorry. When is your, when okay. is your workshop in October, hon? When is it? The October one, it's October 5th through the 8th. Perfect. I've got two spots. Perfect. Because my, I forgot to mention, oh, by the way, the next essence of being uh, in October uh, is in Atlanta is the 27th through the 29th. So do power of awareness and then come to essence of being October 27th through the 29th in Atlanta. Or you can do the essence of being in Fort Lauderdale, October 20th through the 22nd. So those are the two next uh, platforms that you can come to. So do them all. Yes, and then people can find the dates for all of that. They can go to your website. Is that? Um, yep. 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 Listed. Yep. So I just let me put that up in October. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much, and thank you all for joining us. And remember, you are magnificent. Whether you remember that or not, does not change the fact that that is exactly who you are. Thanks a lot, and we'll see you next week on Monday for another Align with Lina.